Assalamu alaikum welcome to new wave global i'm rabia mahmood today i'm in front of you with yet another horrifying story and incident from pakistan of course we are always speaking about human rights concerns in the country and social justice linked stories but the incident that we are going to be speaking about today is as horrifying as it is unfortunately it's a recurrent incident in the country similar incidents have been taking place for years and years and every time we see something like this happen um in any part of the of pakistan we're just sort of dumbstruck by how horrifying and violent it is and yet there seems to be no solution or end to this uh to such attacks what we're going to speak about are the mob attacks in jadawala tehsil of faisalabad in which we've seen at least eight churches attacked vandalized desecrated and a few set on fire this is at least eight churches the number is higher if you speak to the local activists on the ground and all of this happened due to um allegations of desecration of islamic scripture uh, so allegations of blasphemy which are fully unverified and uh, and again this is also not the first time that this has happened in the country that an un- uh, unverified allegation of blasphemy or even just a mere accusation leads to a uh, violent attacks on someone's life or mostly disproportionately targeting the pakistani minorities or attacks on worship places or their households in jadamala we've seen one christian colony being attacked initially because of uh, blasphemy allegations against two brothers and then we saw that attack that vandalize that violent attack widely spreading across the city and then it reached other neighborhoods and then other churches as well We have with us Mary James Gale who joined us on a very short notice. Mary is a former MPA of Punjab Assembly from uh, 2013 to 2018 and she's also the executive director for Center for Law and Justice and a lawyer herself. Mary, thank you so much for joining us. We know that you're exhausted today and you're also very tired at the moment. Yet another horrifying incident that has taken place this year. What do you have to say about this? This has echoes of what has happened before in Gojra in Joseph Colony in Johannabad. Yes. Uh thank you very much Rabia. I thought I I would be uh, you know sane enough to to uh, comment on what I saw today. But I'm so sorry I I cannot. And and even comparing it with other incidents does not make sense because what i see today this is this is going to be way more uh, damaging what i saw today uh not with my own eyes but thanks to social media the the kind of uh pictures images coming up and how people responded to that and how the police response as usual it was it was very uh poor but but nothing nothing as unusual uh the only thing that i saw unusual was that it it still going on and and not it did not end up with just burning off a whole neighborhood but at least three neighborhoods came into you know uh, they they uh, they they were also uh, part of this damage and uh, as, yeah the people telling that it's it's not just one two three churches we are talking about at least 11 churches that have been burned alive dozens of holy bibles they have been these have been dis- desecrated and and 
to be to be very honest, it's not new. We should be immune to these images. We should, we already are uh, immune to this kind of attitude because when you talk about respect for other religions, it means the religion of the superiors. It means the religion of the majority, and and it means the uh, the respect of only one book that we call we call Holy Quran. Not nothing. Nothing matters. We have seen other places of worship being vandalized the same way. But here, the kind of hatred. We, we can clearly see in people's eyes and how they were like, again, the same pattern. It's it's a recurring pattern. We have seen this today with with more rigor. That's that's the saddest part. I mean, this this really aches my heart that how how we can we can we can reduce this hatred where this is coming from. We we. Uh, I'm unable to to rationalize that this kind of hatred towards a religion that is also called a religion, you know, you you, I mean that majority believes that it is people of the book. We are we are you know, uh, it's it's not uh, other religious minorities. Of course, they face they face the similar kind of uh, attitude. But here and this this narrative we keep hearing. I mean, I really hate to say that, but. How can you even compare it to what, what's happening to the minorities in India? And people, of course, one part of the society is clearly uh, uh, in, in, in pain and, and they cannot simply justify what has happened. And they're trying to you know, stay in solidarity. But, but the other part is clearly trying to compare it what's going on in India with, with Muslims. So does that make sense? Does, that, does it justify what the state is about What's, what what state is doing, what police is doing, that was not just created for, for Muslims, but Muslims who were in minority, Muslims who were marginalized, Muslims who were treated as untouchable, all minority groups that supported Pakistan. So so that narrative needs to, to be clarified, but at least by the state that, is it? Is this oh. what you want? Is it? Um. So um, yes, Mary, like you've said that it's uh, it's while the, it's a recurring pattern, but it's an escalation of what used to happen because it's not just one settlement or neighborhood. This is spread out across the Tehsil and in various uh, neighborhoods, at least three settlements. Um, and you're uh, you're speaking about hatred, right? And how sort of, uh, uh, you know, visible it was and how much anger and hatred existed in that mob. We've seen the footage and uh, coverage and people are openly calling for execution of those who have allegedly um, desecrated the scripture. I must clarify that when we said that these are unverified, uh, unverified claims, I didn't say that if there are verified claims, you can do anything. This is not an endorsement of the law. This is not an endorsement of... Uh, you know, uh, attacking people for their religious expression or something. I'm just quoting what happened in the incident. So, but I have a I have a question. You spoke. We we we're looking about uh, at extreme hatred. We've seen escalation in that hatred. It has always been happening because there were incidents which happened before the TLP came into power and got. Uh, strong but we've seen that TLP has emerged as a cause of or as an instigator or inside in, as a insider behind a lot of these incidents so and we see that in uh, Faisalabad as well 
that they were people who were continuously chanting slogans of uh, TLP and using it as a justification. So what is your sort of, uh, you know, you've been speaking to people today and previously also you've been researching this, your organization. How, how terrifying it is for uh, the communities on the ground, not just in Faisalabad, but otherwise as well, since the TLP has gotten stronger. Can you please tell us something about that? Well, Rabia, to be very honest, yes, it it's it's been hard, but I must say it it hasn't been that hard. Uh, I'm I'm a guardian of an a 19 year old daughter, and from my experience, I'm not talking about other people. They must have gone through really bad, mm-hmm. but I had to teach her since since she got out of the missionary school I had to teach her and that was the the most peaceful days when she was uh, in a in a boarding that was uh, that had a missionary faculty I had to teach her because she was trained in a different environment and when uh, she was uh, transitioned to to uh, uh, an elite elite school in Lahore I had to it was very difficult for me to make her understand that she cannot speak no matter how how bad she's been treated, no matter if there is any verbal violence, no matter if they say anything against her religion, her faith, or anything she, she's sensitive about, she must keep her mouth shut. She has been very, uh, I mean, she has been trained to speak her mind, but for last two years, uh, those have been the most traumatic years for me because I was not horrified for, for me because I knew that I I, I was trained to uh, to 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 be muted if if needed. Although I have been very vocal, but in past few years I have felt like I should not. It's it's I I want to live here. I want to work here. This is this is my country. And despite the fact my family is very, uh, you know, is fearful that I I should leave. I I chose to stay here. But for her, I so so how can I say it's 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 different for other people. And the rising hatred, it has reached to the places where it, it hadn't been. We always mm-hmm. felt like people from the elite class, people from the upper caste, you know, upper classes, they have been sane and they have been vocal and they we could talk to them uh, openly. But that's not the case anymore. You can find sympathizers in all classes, in all characters. And this is the most fearful part. And I don't know how we can we what we can do about it and and after seeing it today i i feel like i'm privileged in so many ways but i can see i can clearly see that at some moments i have to keep my mouth shut i am sorry for cutting you here but uh, we understand what your the sort of the kind of uh, what you're trying to say in terms of you know how scary it is just for you as a guardian of uh, a daughter and it's reached people's homes and uh, you know, and the uncertainty while dealing with people who are not from your faith. But I have a, you know, you're mentioning state. I really wanted to speak to you as a last question about your own time as a parliamentarian. So you've been a part of a government of one party, but you're familiar with how these things are, even if that was a couple of years back. Can you just like tell us as to why you think the the all parties have just failed to counter this the extremist ideologies uh, you know and uh, are they not interested 
is it just superficial or are they only interested in superficial level why i had the experience of of uh, dealing at least 20 similar incidents that would have turned into jarawala incident and i'm not bragging about it but my sole intervention helped them prevent uh, such such incidents and that was only possible because with the with the government with the bureaucracy uh, with the then chief minister's office i was in complete coordination and i could see that with police officers response we could prevent we okay. some 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 examples we said we uh, because this is the first hand experience i could see that people they this they, they, they could have been bigger tragedies but we could avoid just because there was there was and and to be very honest no government would want to get into such kind of trouble that but but the problem is that it has been the individual's response that avoid, that could avoid or prevent such kind of intervention there hasn't been any institutional mechanism any institutional response because there is there are not enough preventive measures it's only after the incident happens proactive mm. you know you, so so many civil societies have been trying to put an early alarm system something that could because we i mean if i could get the information that this is going to happen how come the intelligence agencies and other you know government institutions could not so so the the only thing i think and and to be honest politicians yes on the other hand even if the leadership is very much willing to avoid any any um any such uh, tragedy and i i i could see that there were you know people who wanted to to uh, to, to amicably resolve such situations but then they are afraid of people they are afraid of mob and they do not have any immediate solution to that the mob men mentality that has been developed over over the decades they are fearful and they they are they are fearful of losing that vote bank they might have so the representatives at the local level even if they don't want to i mean in i put myself several times in in dangerous situations i and my colleagues we had been you know reporting and we 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 were trying to to see what we we might prevent but but then politicians they did not want to get in the middle of what people were thinking so if there is a minority community so 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 for me it is understandable that there's a small vote bank of the minority communities and then there is a larger population that that believes otherwise where would they go with the with this bigger vote bank and that lies with 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 the mob so even if they in their hearts they, they believe they do not have enough power and courage to say no and i must you know there 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 are uh, extremely talented and brave police officers uh, we have had we still have who try their best to avoid such situations but they seem powerless because there is no such institutional support that is needed there is the law enforcement agency why we need rangers why we need you know other law enforcement agencies it means police and the or the right force there is some lacking and we have what we have recently identified they are not trained to think empathetically towards such issues their own ideology their personal ideology overpowers them and and if we have people in the police force in the right force in in other state machinery that is supposed to prevent such events if they think that this is the natural response of the mob and and of course their lives are also at stake 
So if they do not have institu enough institutional support that is required, this this will not end. This okay. Will Yes, and you very rightly raised the issue of having the right intelligence at the right time. You know, unfortunately, the Pakistani intelligence agencies are busy elsewhere. This is some somewhere where, you know, uh, they could be use of their um, skill sets. Um, and uh, thank you for giving us your perspective based on your own experience as an MPA and having intervened in a number of cases. Uh, uh, thank you for speaking to us on such short notice. This was a quick interview uh, to get your insights uh, about the Jarawala incident. Um, and to our viewers, thanks for watching. We'll be uh, following up on this story and keep bringing you more insights and information from the ground. Khudafiz.